Hello and welcome to this very special episode of Pipeline to Profitability. I'm Alan Ferguson and today I have all the way from uh, Colorado Springs, Kevin Knievel. Now, Kevin is the most recommended person in the world on LinkedIn with over 1920 individual handwritten client testimonials. Kevin speaks around the world on how to create sincere and authentic no-like trust, which leads to use increase in sales, referrals, and massive success. So welcome to the podcast, Kevin. And this is not the first time you're actually with us uh, in 2016 on episode number 12, I think it was. We had a lot of fun then. We're going to have a lot of fun now. And today I'd like to explore staying on top of mind with prospects and congratulations on all your success my friend well thank you alan it's great to see you again i can't believe that it's been six or seven years where does the time go it's incredible so it's wonderful to be back with you thank you so much and um yeah let's talk a little bit about staying top of mind with with prospects with clients with referral sources you know, it looks to me like most people in business have not figured out a very simple way to stay top of mind with the people that they want to do business with and or receive referrals from. And you and I have been in business and in sales for many years, Alan, and you and I know that often when we go and we deliver a service to somebody, we go, we do it, we get paid, and then we go on to the next person. And that's how most people run their businesses. But years ago, I said to myself, if I can stay top of mind with the people that I've done business with, not in a pushy way, not in a, in a an awkward way, but in a friendly way, then when they need my services again, or then when they know somebody that needs my services, I'll be top of mind. Now, this is such a simple concept that it's amazing to me that more people don't do it. So if you were to take a survey of people and you were to say, you know, did somebody fix your air conditioning system? And they say, yeah, they, somebody fixed my air conditioning system two years ago. And then if you asked them, did you ever hear from them again after that? My experience is most people say, no, they came, they fixed my air conditioner, and then they, you know, went into the witness relocation program. So, <laughs> year, so years ago, what I decided to do was I said, okay, anybody that hires me for whatever, whether it's speaking, coaching, training, the various things that I do, I will go, of course, I will deliver the service, but then I will stay top of mind. I will communicate with them a couple of times a year. But ironically, not about my services, because if the only time I communicate with you is about my services, then obviously it's all about me. And I don't want it to be about me. I want it to be about them. So when I learn a little bit about people, when I learn a little bit about what they enjoy to do, maybe when they're not working or what, whatever it is that floats their boat, I take notes on that. So then I pull up the notes and I go, oh, uh, this person likes barbecuing. So maybe in six months, I just I just go on Google, type in barbecuing, find a simple article on barbecuing. This takes all of 30 seconds. And then I send Alan Ferguson an email. Hey, Allison. Uh, I'm sorry, Alan. Hey, Alan. <laughs> long right. time. I called you Allison. Hey, Alan. Long time. <laughs> no talk. Hope you're doing well. 
saw this cool article about barbecuing, thought you might like it. I attached the link. Have a nice, you know, hope you're having a nice start to your 2023, Kevin. I find nobody, I've never had anybody ever do business with me and do anything like that. They they never stay in contact with me about things that I enjoy. Sometimes they just keep trying to shove their product or service down my throat. So that might sound a little odd, but I can assure you that has made me a tremendous amount of money over the years because I'm staying top of mind with people, but it's not always about me and my services. I'm taking a sincere interest in them as a human being, as Dale Carnegie talked about in How to Win Friends and Influence People. Take a sincere interest in people. So I'll shut up for a second. Does that make sense conceptually, Alan? It does. And uh, you've hit on a couple of things. You know, Kevin, I love that some of the uh, conversations I have and I try to um, I try to not interrupt interrupt my speakers too much. But whenever something really hits me, I like to uh, go a little bit deeper. Now, yeah. I can share experiences of um, lack of communication with our customers over the years. And uh, yeah. we'll probably, we, we will get to that. So um, I, I feel that, you know, most contractors, not so much in the US, the companies I work with over here are really good at communicating with their existing customers. And I believe, you know, if you've got 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 existing customers, it's not as easy as if you've got a couple of hundred. But obviously, Kevin, you've done something to get to be um, to be in the position you're in with your brand and the most recommended uh, person on on the planet. And, and I want to dig into that. But I'll probably, my, my audience, most yeah. of the, the, most of my listeners are either their contractors, their technicians, or their managers, and they're, they're in plumbing, electrical, air conditioning. But I've yeah. often said it doesn't have to be about, it doesn't have to be about the trade. It can be something that's, that's, that's good for, um, for personal as well. So for, for our audience, what would you suggest would be one thing they need to do to really be top of mind to their, to their customer base? Well, I think you nailed it. They, you need to, you need to communicate with people, whether they're prospects, whether they're clients, whether they're referral sources, the, the challenge comes when there's no communication. We all understand out of sight, out of mind. Well, it doesn't make sense if you're in business to be out of sight, right? Because if, if I go out of sight, you just don't think of me anymore. And when you need what I have, you're not going to think of me. The, the key point I want to make here is that if you look at almost all businesses, it doesn't really doesn't matter what industry it is. It could be HVAC, it could be medical, it could be IT, it could be financial advisors. Most people, when they communicate with other people in business, they're communicating solely about their product or their service. And what I'm saying is that if the only time I communicate with you is about my product or service, I'm not exhibiting any interest in you as a human being. So I heard a statement in 1994 that goes like this. All things being equal, people will do business with and refer business to people who they know, like, and trust. 
I speak in about one city per week all around the world. And every time I get on stage, I start and I look at the audience and I say that sentence and I say, is there anybody in the room that would disagree with that? And I've never met anybody anywhere on earth that would disagree with that. And then when I ask them, well, if you agree that it's all about no like trust, how do you build no like trust with the people you want to do business with? And what I usually hear is, <coughs> excuse me, getting over a little cold. I usually hear add them to your newsletter list or add them to your email distribution list. And then I say, you really think that's going to build no like trust? I mean, I get emails every morning and I just delete them because they're spam, right? But if somebody sends me a link to an article, if somebody says, hey, I know Kevin Knebel likes cigars and they send me a link and they go, Kevin, I came across this cool cigar article, thought about you, hope you're having a nice day. I think, wow, they took a, a couple of minutes out of their day to make me aware of something. So there's a lot of things that are going on when that happens. They're they're showing, wow, they really were listening when we were talking about what's important to me. And very few people in business do that. I take extensive notes on all of my calls, on all of my business meetings. I'm always trying to learn as much as I can about people because then I can figure out ways to deliver value. And almost nobody does this. And, and, and ironically, it, it'll make you rich because it's really about building sincere and authentic no-like trust. Does that make sense, Alan? Absolutely makes sense to me, but I've been uh, playing in uh, this space for a long time, not just marketing, but branding. So let's Let's say, um, I want to challenge you a little bit here. Let's say sure. I was a small plumbing, electrical, air conditioning business, and I yeah. maybe had a thousand, thousand customers that have used me before. Um, and I will share this, my story, my horror story on uh, uh, lack of communication. But, um, and I'm not really that, that computer savvy. I don't know. I, I mean, if a small company with a thousand customers I'd like to think they've got a, a customer relationship management or a way to communicate. So what systems and processes would you recommend that company put in place to actually to do that? And, you know, I, with, with my coaching, I do for contractors, I, uh, I always push communicate to your existing customers as much as you can uh, without spamming them. But yes, I probably, we used to do like what everyone else does, I suppose, is is send uh, um, recipes and uh, and stuff. But look, I, I'd just like to know from your thinking, what can someone that is trying to follow your lead, and it's a great lead, Kevin, What yeah. where would they start? Well, it's great that you asked that question because that is one of the many things that I teach. I actually have created a system it's very simple, um, where I, I take my clients or the people I want to do business with, my prospects, and I segment them into A's, B's, and C's. Mm -hmm. And what I do is I communicate or touch, I'm going to use the word touch here. I touch my A, B's, and C's. I like to touch my A's once every 20 days. I like to touch my B's once every 40 days. And I like to touch my C's once every 60 days. Now, I'm referring right now primarily to prospects, not clients, okay? And I have a couple different 
ways that I touch my A, Bs, and Cs. One is by email. One is by card. This is an actual card that I send to people. It's got my picture in the corner. It's got my contact info. It's got some white space. I take my blue Sharpie marker that's always on my desk. And every single morning, and I mean every single morning, I probably send somewhere between 10 and 15 of these every morning. And it just says something like, hi, Alan, hope you're having a great March, Kev. That takes me all of 30 seconds to write that. Then I drop it in an envelope. I write Alan Ferguson on it. I put the address, lick a stamp, mail it to you. Here's something I've noticed. As technology has gotten more and more advanced, some of these old school ways of communicating with people have become even more effective because nobody does it anymore. Mm. So I can't even begin to tell you how sending somebody a card in the mail has put so much money into my pocket and my clients' pockets over the years. So I like to touch people by email, by cards, by a phone call, dropping by their place of business just to say hi. I know that sounds a little hokey, but boy, does it pay well. So, so I'm always looking for ways to touch the people I want to do business with, but not always about my services. I want to create evidence that I take a sincere interest in them as a human being. I mean, think about it. Who have you done business with or who wants to do business with you that's just saying, hey, Alan, they pick up the phone. Hey, Alan, I only have two minutes. I, you popped into my head. I just want to see if you're having a good day. I call people and say that all the time, right? People I want to do business with. Hey, Tony, it's Kevin here. Listen, I only have about 90 seconds. Just You popped in my head. How's your day going? Oh, Kevin, my day's going good. Good to hear, man. Hope you're doing well. Got to go. See you. Click. You think he's going to forget that phone call? He's not going to forget that. Nobody's calling him in the middle of the day saying, how's your day going? Everybody's spamming the crap out of him, always talk, shoving their product or service down their throat. It's amazing to me, Alan, just, just being a little bit nicer pays incredibly well. And almost nobody does it. It's mind boggling to me. I know I sound a little bit crazy, but I'm telling you, it's not hard. To, to stay top of mind with people in a sincere way. We've just been taught so much marketing and elevator pitches and all this other stuff. And a lot of people have just lost the human connection. It's always going to come back to the human connection. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I, yeah. um, I agree. Um, as I said, I'm, uh, I, I'm loving the conversation because uh, anyone that's been in business for a long time and is trying to grow their business and hasn't looked at their current customers and the communication and how they communicate. And uh, But look, the, the part that you explained about not every bit of communication is about the products and services. Yeah. That would be, I think, for a plumbing, electrical, air conditioning businesses, I don't know too many that do it. But I do. what I do know, mm -hmm. some of the really successful companies I've worked with, mm -hmm. always they do postcards and thank yous and little gifts that they send after the service. Now, that's, yeah. that's probably, that, that, that's, a, that's a good thing to do, right? But I, I just want to, um, I suppose lead my uh, audience into what they can be doing to follow your 
your your um ideas to increase your interactivity so just one thing about customer communication and uh mm-hmm. i want to share this one because it's uh it's it's relevant to that communication with with the customer so many years back we had a we, our homes have always been in the in the in the you call it the bush or with a lot of trees around us okay and sydney is very uh leafy and a lot of trees we've always had termite problems with every house we've we've ever had we could never find a really good termite guy and we'd been through plenty of them you know they'd come out they'd spray stuff they'd say yeah you got termites we can do this this and this we got this guy that was phenomenal i don't know how we found him it was probably going back i think it was the early days of google we found this guy he was the best we've ever had and uh and he came out and he 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 did his inspection he did he inspected everything he was really thorough he found some problems he gave us some recommendations we went ahead and did those recommendations and this is it this process is what i teach my clients um to run a better service call or to have a more profitable business is to to have a process and and check everything in the home so he um he did that his his fees were you know it was probably i don't know what pest pest control companies charge because we had them out every couple of years but it seemed reasonable we paid him for his time and we said to him can you how often do we need to check how often do we need to check for termites? He said, every six months, I need to do this, this, and this. And I said, can you remind us, me and my wife, of sure. the next inspection in six months? He said, sure, I'll uh, I'll be in contact. So um, we had his business card and we had his invoice and everything. And busy people tend to, they put them in the drawer or wherever and uh, never can find them because you've had all these other things that have happened. So... I think it was six months later, I said to my wife, um, so what was the name of that pest that pest control guy? He was the best we've ever had, right? Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, I know he was good. Was it John? Was it Bill? Was it Bob? Or whatever? I'm going, holy dooly, I wish this guy was good. We, we, we swore we would never use anyone else, but yeah. we never found him again. He never reached out to us. Um, I know this is going off track to what you're about, but it's still communication. It's, it's, it's not going off track. He he lost it. I mean, he did a good job, but he should have stayed in communication with you because he would have done more business with you and you probably would have referred him to, to other people. Absolutely. And we probably did refer him to other people. I just couldn't remember who the other <laughs> people were. We Look, when we come across someone really good, and we're and, and and we're in a position to recommend we will, but I think, like most small contractors, they tend to uh, they tend to drop the ball on that customer communication. And there's absolutely nothing that you've said, Kevin, that I don't that I disagree with. I think it's great. Yeah. What I'm trying to do is is get the average contractor that i work with to improve their game on that now whether it's via technology um but technology in my opinion is only as good as the data that you put in so yes uh, i mean we struggle with this ourselves with our business in capturing that information and having that information accessible for you know the 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 next communication. So how do you recommend? What do you recommend there as far? And I know there's lots of cool products out on the market, but what 
are some of the systems that you would recommend for well, our I, listeners? I just use a CRM, a customer relationship management tool. So there's there's tons of CRMs out there. There's Salesforce, Goldmine, Redtail, Infusionsoft, or even just Microsoft Outlook, right? So it, pe most people use Microsoft Outlook for email or something like that. That can function as a CRM. So what I do is every morning when I wake up, I look at my CRM, which will tell me my appointments, but it'll also tell me my tasks. It'll say, Kevin, it's been 60 days since you communicated with this prospect. It's time for you to communicate with this prospect. And so it's reminding me, right? So you made a couple of really good points, Alan. As a small business owner, we have a million things that are competing for our attention. And there's only so many hours in a day. We have to create a simple system for staying top of mind with our prospects, our clients, and our referral sources. And even if we had to pay a virtual assistant a little bit of money, 20 bucks an hour or something, to send a card or to shoot an email, it's worth the money because it's all about ROI, the return on the investment. So, um, you know, a successful business has to have some type of a, a data system, a CRM, as you mentioned, whether it's an online CRM, whether it's an old school paper calendar, something has to be used. Otherwise, things are going to fall through the cracks. So no matter how busy somebody is, we can't afford to be out of mind. We have to figure out ways how can we stay top of mind with the people we want to do business with without being a nuisance, without being a pest, you without being pushy? Right. Most people, listen to this, most people in business actually repel the people they're trying to attract, but they don't realize that they're doing it. It doesn't make sense. If, if the only time you communicate with me is about your product or service, you are not building no like trust with me. But if you communicate with me about your product or service, and then once in a while you communicate with me about something not related to your product or service that shows that you take an interest in me as a human being, I'm just going to naturally feel better about you. And the likelihood of me doing business with you goes way, way up. The simplicity of what I'm saying is profound. Most people make this stuff way more complicated than it needs to be, right? I love it. I love it, Kev. And as you said, people do business with people they know, like, and trust, right? Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you agree with that? It's it's 100 true. And I and I teach contractors a lot of contractors that I work with. Uh, they uh, they rock up at a new customer. They let's say they they clear a drain or they they do a diagnostic, and then yeah. how much to fix it? And they're straight in the customer's face with a a ten fifteen thousand dollar proposal. I'm saying, well, if that's not the biggest, um, if that's not the worst thing that you can do, I don't know what is because you haven't really developed the trust with that customer yet. So. I'll probably go, I'll go back to my experience uh, with not um, with the contractor that he was absolutely phenomenal contractor, but he never reached out to us again. It, it's, it's just sad. And, uh, you know, I feel that for a small investment now, when, 
Um, anyone that goes through what I teach, I want them to understand their true lifetime value of a customer. The cost right. to acquire a customer, which is right. a lot more than most people think. Yep. And then the cost to dispatch a fully stocked truck to a customer's home. So most contractors think that, you know, they charge a service fee of $79 that it's, all, you know, that's what it cost me. No, that's not what it costs you because you haven't factored in a lot of other um, that's right. Uh, a, a lot of other things into that equation. So no, I really, I really uh, like that. And and I'm just trying to, my mind is trying to apply it to the average contractor that has got um, his focus is more about doing the job, you know, make sure he meets the customer's needs. But um, I, I think the need to have the resources and what you talked about getting a, uh, a VA or someone maybe in the Philippines that can do this for you if you've got the CRM is is valuable. So it's it's a phenomenal investment that I think a lot of contractors are just overlooking, especially when they they ring me and say, Alan, we've got no calls at the moment. And I say, <laughs> well, how how much have you been communicating with your existing customers? Because you know that if a if you were to sell your business and a, let's say a private equity or, or another company was to buy it, they're honing in on your customer base. That's where the value is in every business. And yeah. if you haven't been doing a great job of communicating and you've been spamming them or whatever, um, that's not going to end well. So look, this is great, Kevin. And uh, we're, we're probably going to round up soon, but I'd okay. like you to, um, besides let everyone know, um, a little bit more about the services that you provide if they want to use you, how they can contact you. I always sure. ask for a book recommendation and uh, you did show a book before and maybe you'd like to talk a little bit what you a little bit of what you've got from that book and um, and how it's helped you and how um, my audience can reach out to you and how you can maybe improve their lives like like I believe I did. Well, um, what I've been reading recently, I'm a big fan of going back and rereading certain classic books. So How to Win Friends and Influence People, which I held up a couple of minutes ago, I've read that 32 times over the years. Wow. And, and in that book, there are 30 principles in that book. So every chapter has covers a principle. And at the end of every chapter, that principle is summarized in one sentence. So I'm just going to tell your audience Every morning when I get up, when I get in the shower, I actually recite those 30 principles because I understand that my success today is far more dependent on my ability to connect with people on a human level than it is me being technically proficient at my job. I, what I'm basically saying is I got to get my head right before I start interacting with other human beings. So I love how to win friends and influence people. But I want to say this book right here, Law of Success by Napoleon Hill. Most people are familiar with Think and Grow Rich, mm -hmm. which I love. Think and Grow Rich is a fantastic book. But a lot of people have never read Napoleon Hill's Law of Success. Now, this is a big book. Yes, and I, as is. you can see, it's highlighted, underlined, written in the margin. it in. Nice work. This, <laughs> this book for me is like the Bible. Because if a person really reads this, 
And it's very simple. It's not complicated. But if a person reads this, they are going to become successful at whatever it is they choose to do for a living. If somebody wants to work in the trades as an electrician or an HVAC or whatever, plumber, they are going to get rich. Uh, it's almost guaranteed because Napoleon Hill took 20 years to talk to the most successful people in the world back in the 1920s and 30s figure out what made them successful, and he put it together like, like a recipe. And all you have to do is just follow it. So I've been following what Napoleon Hill and Dale Carnegie have been teaching for years. It's made me millions of dollars. I've helped my clients make hundreds of millions of dollars. So I like to go back to the basics. I like to reread the law of success. I like to reread how to win friends and influence people because things don't really change. There's nothing new under the sun. Right. Gravity doesn't change. Gravity is the same now as it was years ago, and it's going to be forever. But people get bamboozled. They're, they chase the idea of the month instead of just figuring out what doesn't change. And why don't I just get really good at the principles behind success? As far as communicating with me, I'm easy. Just type my name into Google. My last name is Knebel, five letters, K-N-E-B-L. Could I please buy another vowel? It sounds like it needs another vowel. I can be found on Facebook. I can be found on LinkedIn. I can be found on Twitter. You can go to my website, kevinknebel.com, sign up for my newsletter, which is not a thinly veiled sales pitch for my services. It's an actual newsletter with content that will help people. Um, so I'm not, I'm not in the witness relocation program. I'm easy to find. Um, but you're, you know, there's there's no reason why anybody watching this couldn't make 2023 the best year they've ever had in business. And I'm not saying that to be a motivational speaker. It's just that we have so many ways now to communicate with the people we want to do business with and with the people that we do business with. And we have so many ways to show people that we actually really care about them as humans and not just as prospects and clients. Again, that might sound hokey, but boy, oh boy, does it pay well. I love it. I I think it's fantastic. And uh, there's a very good reason why I wanted you back on the podcast, because I enjoyed, even though it was seven years ago, I enjoyed the last one so much. And we've stayed in contact. You know, we uh, I often uh, see your posts go up and uh, yeah. and our, our good friend, Mark Madison, always, uh, you know, uh, talks about Kevin and uh, yeah. That's and, Mark, and, and, Mark, and Mark and I are very close to finishing a book that we're writing together. Fantastic. So love, love that guy. And I want to say one more quick thing. I don't it. care what, I don't care what you do for a living viewer watching this recording. If you are not the most positive person in every room that you walk into, you don't understand what you do for a living. <laughs> a plumber could say, Oh, you know, I'm a plumber. I don't have to be positive. Yes, you do. You're it, People do business with and refer business to people they know, like, and trust. It doesn't say people do business with and refer business to people that are really technically proficient at what they do. If, if you're good at what you do combined with a great attitude, they'll hire you over and over and over. But if you're good at what you do and you look like you've been sucking on a lemon for the last six months, they're going to find somebody else to do business. It amazes me how many people in business don't understand the power of positivity and enthusiasm. They they look like they've been, you know, sucking on a lemon or getting a root canal, right? I tell people, you better be the most positive person in every room you go into. 
I know it's, it might sound weird to people, but hey, look at the results of not being positive, right? Love it. Love yeah. it. Thanks again, uh, Kev. Um, hope you don't mind me calling you Kev. I've shortened your no, name. No, that's what everybody calls me. Oh, uh, there you go. But um, yeah, that's fantastic. So uh, look, I really appreciate that. I'm hoping that um, everyone that's tuned into this uh, podcast, Pipeline to Profitability, has got some value from that. I'm hoping that everyone reaches out to you and uh, and uh, yeah, joins in on the fun that you're you're having in the world. So thank you, my friend. Really thank good you, to Alan. see you it's again. Great to see you too. I hope we get to cross paths in real life before too long. We will. Yeah, it's amazing how many um, great people I've met via the podcast and just via networking. Because when you're down under, it's like you're so far away from the rest of the world. And uh, that's what I love about technology and being able to connect with great people like you. So thanks Thank again, you. Kev. And uh, thanks for uh, all the listeners for tuning into uh, Pipeline to Profitability. <laughs> I'll sign out now. I'm Alan Ferguson. And uh, yeah, everyone have a fantastic day. Cheers, my friend. Take care. Thanks, Alan.